Hey people, welcome to your Plus Size Vixen podcast. I'm kind of like in a mixed mood, but I'm still doing this podcast because there is a lot on my mind I like to share with you guys. Um, Over these past couple of days, I've been experiencing some mixed emotions. So I would like to say I'm trying to find myself in a better place. So while I pushed to a better place, I found this quote. And technically, it's an unknown author. So I'm not going to take any credit for what someone else wrote. But I would like to share with you guys. The quote goes, you're going to go through three phases in life. You're going to go through losses, lessons, and blessings. And I guess sometimes, since a lot of us just see things on social media and all the great things or the blessings or the good things that happen in people's life, a lot of the times people don't know some of the lessons or losses they have to go through just to get those blessings. And I'm not saying I particularly lost someone or I'm particularly hurting in some way that needs to be explained all over my social media because I'm not that kind of person however though like just these past couple of days taught me some things about myself that I didn't realize and I'm just trying to cope through it because I truly believe your mental health is important and granted people might not like the way you cope through things you just have to understand this is your life and how you get through things is how you're going to get through things so never rush yourself to make yourself feel good or try to make others feel good because at the end of the day your mental health is important so if you need to silence yourself if you need to back away from the crowd if you need to be by yourself just to readjust readjust reset rethink that's technically okay and be okay with making sure your mental health is being taken care of because again this is your life this is your journey no one can be upset on what you're going through or how you're going through it because again unless these people are here to uplift you through these times you can't be so concerned on everything else when you're not in a good space you can't take care of nobody you can't be helpful to nobody when you're not in a good place so again you're gonna go through some things and that's okay never feel like you got to get over it just do whatever you need to do to get through it so you can keep being the best person you can be because everybody gonna have a down day that's a part of life you know every day ain't gonna be a good day every day you're not gonna wake up happy every day something might not go your way but that doesn't mean just because these things happen that the world is over life is over you take your moment you take your deep breath you um you meditate you pray you talk to a friend you talk to your counselor you talk to anybody you confide in and you just keep pushing until you get to back to where you need to be and believe me once you get back you'll look back on the situation and be like it wasn't even as bad as i thought it was but in the moment it could have did something to you and you just needed that time and that's okay to take time out to make sure you're okay and you're good so you can move forward to be better now as y'all guys know i always talk about this and it's not even to talk about on some like I'm happy or excited but you know I am single I've been single for a while now and I'm not gonna sit here and say it's by choice about I just been single it, 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 I made a choice to be single to figure out who I'm who I am where I'm going where I want to be you know just to figure out some things about me because I feel like a lot of times we fall into the whole notion of ageism of what we see on social media and 
we should be doing certain things and if we're not we're not a part of the in crowd we're not a part of what's going on we're not a part of what's happening and unfortunately i don't think like that you know i feel you know what i'm saying i'm not here for the imagery of the relationship world i'm not here to people please the world to make everybody feel like i'm looking happy just so you could be like oh relationship goals i'm not here looking for relationship goals neither as we can see everybody was so in love at one point in time with will and jada's relationship but then stuff come out and it's like oh no i don't want those goals anymore so this is why i don't emulate things because we don't know what go on behind closed doors we don't know what really goes on in people's relationship just what they display on social media so with that being said sometimes you got to take a step back while you're single to evaluate yourself to evaluate your needs your wants x y and z because i truly feel like that's highly important just to be sure you're ready for a relationship don't fall for it because you feel like you're getting older don't fall for it because i'm ready to start a family or i want to be in love or i'm about to be this old because stuff like that you because let's be honest anybody can be in a relationship if you really want to but the reason why you may not be in a relationship because you have standards because you know what you want because you know what you're going to accept so that's okay you know we ain't gonna get all the way into that but something i was thinking about for those who are in a relationship and let me be clear i'm not a relationship expert i'm not claiming to be all this information i found was from licensed professionals whether they be social workers counselors psychologists relationship therapists whatever field they're in these are from licensed professionals so this is i'm not claiming to be a relationship expert just like you guys we learn every day we go through things every day we experience things every day and um with all that being said today's topic for this podcast is 20 20 surefire signs your relationship is over the reason why i want to talk about this is because i have a lot of people i associate myself with who are in relationships whether it be a long-term relationship or marriage or some sort and you know usually most of the time when you talk to these people a good chunk of the time they talk about their relationship the good the bad and the indifferent right and it made me wonder after talking and having different discussions with people like how do you know when your relationship is over are we just settling are we just staying because of certain reasons like are we in survival mode or are we just staying because we think it's the right thing to do or is that what we saw our parents do like what makes us stay when we know it might be over and if it's not over, what can we do to ensure that what I'm feeling now doesn't hinder on or doesn't become a long-term thing? So these are some of the things I found. Now it's 20, so bear with me because I just don't want to read one this to this. I also want to have a little background information to give you with it. So bear with me. So number one says... They suddenly spending more time with friends and family. Now, according to Rhonda Millroad, a licensed clinical social worker, she claims this is one of the biggest red red flags in a relationship. When you start spending more time with your friends and family, 
Um, what else she says? She says, you notice that they are spending less time with you and dedicating more time to friends and family. They are putting more energy and time into other relationships in their inner circle. Now, I'm not going to lie. At first, when I saw the first one, I had a little bit of mixed feelings with that. Because I'm like, what if you're just a family-oriented person? You enjoy family. You enjoy friends. You know, so you don't mind spending time with everyone. But I guess when I stepped out outside of my own self and my own perspective, I said, well, maybe it does kind of be one of a, a red flag. Because when you're in a relationship, especially a newly relationship, you want to spend a a lot of time with that person you want to bond with that person you want to learn things about that person date x y and z so now if it goes from i always want to be in this person face to now i really don't want to be in this person face i want to be in other people face i guess it can look at as a red flag another one number two you become extremely agreeable um and this is from rose Lawrence, she's a licensed um, practical counselor. She also has some other certifications behind her. They said, this may seem like a good thing, but it could indicate that one or both parties in a relationship no longer care enough to put their foot down. Fighting is actually actually decrease and negotiating is not even needed anymore because the person or the couple is done. They have chosen to submit to the fact that they want out of the relationship so their indifference is displayed as being agreeable. Now, I could definitely see how that becomes a red flag because you might have had conversations, discussions about certain things. And once you start realizing, like, this person's not budging, nothing's being done, nothing's changing, you'll say, fuck it, like, whatever, you're right, I agree. So that definitely could be a red flag. Number three, it says when something major happened, they are not the first person you tell. For example, when you get a promotion, lose a big client, win your fantasy football, who's the first person you tell? If someone comes before your partner and sharing either good or bad news, they are no longer your primary confidant, your close friend. Um, this is also by another, I think she's an author of a book. Her name is Rosalind Sedato. 99 Things Women Wish They Knew Before Dating After the 40s, 50s, and Yes, 60s. So she's an author of a book. Now, I guess for me too, this is a little bit mixed because, you know, usually when major things happen in my life, I usually tell the most important people to me. But if I had to factor in, if I was in a relationship, should I be telling my mate first or my family first? I guess it's all equal playing grounds for me because I'm not looking at it as I'm choosing one over the other. Because again, I'm very family oriented. I love my family. So usually when something big happens to me, I'm definitely telling my family. But if I had to put in perspective of me having a mate, they would be first and then everyone would come behind them, whatever the case may be. But I can see how if it's good or bad news, if you're not sharing it with somebody and other people know before you and God forbid these people tell your mate like, oh, did you hear, you know, your wife just got a new job or your girlfriend just did a, then it'll be kind of like, oh, snap, she didn't tell me first. So I could see how that can become a problem.
Number four, your boredom echoes outside your relationship. You're bored not just in your relationship, but everything. Many individuals report boredom as one of the telltale signs of a relationship is in trouble. Um, This is from Denise Lingado. She's a licensed social worker. Um, She says, if you feel bored, not only with your partner, but in life in general, it might mean you're no longer in the right relationship. For example, if you never have anything interesting to say when your friends and family ask how you are, that speaks values about how you feel about your life. If you often feel like you have nothing to say or report to others about when in social settings, it might mean you're not particularly enjoying life in your current relationship now that's interesting too because you know usually when you're having a good time a good life things are going right in life you always have a little something to speak about so I guess you know according to this social worker she feels as though boredom echoes outside of your relationship like it transfers over into your own personal life so you're unhappy and unfulfilled number five you always have to repeat yourself or vice versa making your significant other repeat himself or herself over and over again indicates that your interests and passion are dwelling her name is rosary sassoon She's a relationship expert and a CEO of a VIP matchmaking service. She says, this make it seems like you are not paying attention to them. Therefore, do not care about what they have to say. If you find yourself doing this often or notice that you're the one repeating yourself all the time, it's a sign that one of you are no longer on board on the relationship. Now, what I can say is, I agree with that because I truly believe when you're interested in whatever someone's telling you as far as your mate, I shouldn't have to repeat myself. If I'm repeating myself over something that I'm telling you, that shows we're no longer on the same page. Like one of us have checked out. We can care less on what you talk about, how you feel, X, Y, and Z. Number six, you're no longer doing your activities together. It says every couple falls into a ritual or habits that become their thing. According to Caitlin Bergenstein, she's also a matchmaker. She said, for example, watching a certain television show together, making tacos on Tuesday, when one person starts bailing out on those plans or doing things on their own repeatedly it can be a sign that the relationship is nearing an end which is also true because again when you're in love and you're in a relationship whether it be a marriage or just a boyfriend and girlfriend situation usually y'all find things to do together and y'all enjoy doing it together but when one person starts feeling like uh i'd rather not i'm good You know, it can be a sign. It could just be like, I'm not interested in that anymore. It was fun in the beginning, but I'm over it. Number seven, one or both of you do not want to go to therapy. If things aren't going well in your relationship, you or your partner has vetoed therapy. This is a major indicator that things probably are not working out. And this is from a licensed marriage a licensed marriage family therapist. Her name is Christy Tarkion. 
She says, if your dynamic is toxic and your partner does not want to try to work it out, then there's a big sign that the relationship is over. It's similar when you are driving a car and an emergency warning that you have a flat tire goes off if you keep ignoring it and never pull over to change the tire your car is going to drive off the road and lose control now i don't think i had to go no further now see the thing i like about number seven is since i did study clinical mental health clinical mental health I noticed that especially in the black and brown communities, therapy sometimes isn't the top choice for a lot of people to do. And then, especially for the older generation, maybe the newer generation is fine and they're on board with getting therapy, but the older generation, that's still up in the air. And again, I'm not here, I don't have facts of that, so I'm not even going to go fully into detail about that. But to go to therapy as an individual and as a couple might take a lot of work because sometimes people never see the problems they're having with themselves or in a relationship so to get somebody to agree to go to therapy and because they want to help their marriage they want to help their relationship it speaks volumes but a majority of the time people do not feel comfortable with seeking help because they might feel like they're not the problem they're not doing nothing wrong why do i need therapy it's them it's not me x y and z so if this is something you want to do to save your relationship i honestly believe it would be a great thing to do but it should be done on mutual grounds it shouldn't be forced it shouldn't be kind of like ridicule like oh you should you need some help you need to go to therapy or like it should be something mutual it should be something we both agree on because we're both realizing whatever's going on in this relationship is unhealthy and we need to figure out some healthy coping skills to continue on if that's what we both decide to do so I truly believe if therapy is brought up in a relationship and one of you or both of you are opposed to it, it could just be a sign that, you know, this is maybe really over because we're trying to get help, but either one of us is not on board or both of us just rather not be bothered. Number eight, you're avoiding going home. Any problematic living situation can lead to people to stay out later than usual to avoid interaction with the person they live with. If you and your partner live together and yet find yourself looking for an excuse to stay out, you may be avoiding the fact that your relationship is in jeopardy. Now, that's kind of like of a common sign because usually people tend to do that on a regular basis they tend to you know and that's not just in a relationship that can be even with your with family that could be if you have a roommate like usually when things aren't going right to your perspective and in your state of mind you would rather avoid the person instead of being vulnerable instead of open up yourself in an emotional way to even have the discussion of how you're feeling and why you're feeling like this so you'll rather avoid it by staying out and you know so if you find yourself not wanting to be bothered and like oh I can just stay at a friend house or let me hang out a little longer until the person is asleep then I get home that can be some signs as well what I just realized too this the person who said this isn't quoted here so again these are not my words but um they didn't quote the person who says it 
Number nine, if you feel alone, even when you're together. Now, I'm not even going to get into the explanation of that. That's, I feel like that's truly self-explanatory. And I heard people say this to me like, yeah, I'm in a relationship, but I still feel by myself. Like, that's not common. That does sound very unhealthy that you're in a relationship, but you're saying you feel by yourself. And again, I believe sometimes communication is key, but some of the fallacies of that is you could could be communicating with someone, let them know how you feel, but some people don't know how to communicate don't know how to give it back you know what i'm saying like communication i truly believe is a learned behavior and if you want to learn the correct ways to communicate as a child as you get in an adult it might be even more difficult because if you're used to how can i say it feeling like someone's coming for you then you might start getting loud and aggressive in your communication so now no one hears you or if you're more like passive with your um communication it might not come off where it's like being reciprocated right so you might be wanting to say how you feel but you're too worried about how the person's gonna feel so you kind of minimize your feelings and what's going on and not really being direct so again i guess communication is key on that part but you really have to find a good space to communicate with someone who is willing and open enough to hear you because what we tend to do is we listen to respond instead of listen to comprehend and I know it sucks because sometimes again when you feel like somebody's coming for you or when somebody's telling you about yourself or somebody's trying to check you we automatically get in defense mode and we'll sit here and shut down and be like somebody could be like oh I didn't like how you did well I didn't like how you did this yesterday and then it nothing's resolved you know what I'm saying everything is kind of just like whoa what just happened here like did this just go left in like 5.5 seconds so I feel like communication is key if you feel lonely and you're in a relationship and you're living with somebody something definitely needs to be sorted out and it needs to start with communication and if that don't work it's time to do some reevaluating. number 10 you're wondering if you can do better people evolve and change and grow this is the inevitable this is by lisa caption a certified professional dating relationship transformation expert okay that great person you met two years ago was great based on who you were then you may not be growing at the same pace perhaps they're in a comfort zone they're a really nice person and you hold on you have love for them but there are thoughts of where is this going or do i really want this when those questions starts popping up it's your inner being nudging elsewhere similar to what i just said earlier if you're wondering if i could do better where this is going me and this person isn't seeing eye to eye anymore again communication is key if y'all can't get it back to what it used to be and that's on both parts men and women see what i try not to do is i try not to be biased when i talk about talk to people about relationships because sometimes we live in a world where we put societal norms on people like the man should do this the woman should do this the man should do this and I just feel like 
just like anything in life that you want it it needs consistency like you can't come into a relationship being one way and then after a couple of months a year whatever now you're comfortable you're not doing what you used to do so now the friction comes and you're like what's going on so I feel like it's definitely consistency you have to be consistent on keeping the flow of things on keeping the love going on keeping the the happiness going like it's going to be some down days of course i'm not going to sit here and give you the fairy tale version of dating life or the fairy tale version of marriage it's going to be some down days but i truly believe as long as you're consistent on how you got the person consistent on your actions consistent with your words i believe we don't have to wonder should i be doing better but see i think that comes in when people become complacent and when you become complacent placing and when they start when you finally take off the mask because i always tell people but majority of the time when you meet somebody in a dating world you're meeting a representative you're meeting the person they want you to like they want you to get to know and then once you feel like you got them you be like oh, i don't gotta do this no more i don't gotta um do all this extra stuff no more because now they need to know who i really am that's what we need to see in the beginning don't be somebody else and then once we get into it and we're far into it now i'm seeing someone else so again you should never wonder but if you do that are those are red flags number 11 when you spend more time with the kids than your partner if you have kids it says if you find yourself spending a lot more time with your children than with your partner it could be a sign that you or they are looking for a way out this person or couple is trying their best to test out the role of a single parent or just does not have a choice because the other parent is nowhere to be found most of the days interesting that's an interesting one and i mean don't get me wrong i don't want to take away from anyone spending time with their kids because that could be a beautiful thing but there should be a balance when it comes to spending time with your mate and spending time with the kids and doing you know things together as a family so if you feel like the balance is off and you're spending more time with your kids because unfortunately your mate is not around or your mate don't want to be involved or whatever the case may be definitely something to look into definitely something to communicate about number 12 hope i've been keeping up with the numbers they don't kiss you like they mean it they may pay lip service to kiss a quick peck or impersonal attempt at kissing but it's not like it used to be and there's no passion in that experience the passion also sucked out of your relationship it's over the romantic sense your roommates not soulmates any longer Mm, that right there it's not over in a romantic sense it's over in a romantic sense your roommates not soulmates any longer so i remember being in a situation if i disclose just a little bit get a little personal with you guys and you know at first i'm not gonna lie you know i was never a big kiss i was never into that that wasn't my thing it was like Ugh. But, you know, as I got older, I'm like, well, I guess to grow a passion for somebody and stuff like that, you know, let's kiss, you know, let's see how this goes. Because, again, everybody don't know how to kiss. And sometimes people be putting too much spit into their kiss and that's nasty. You know, I know spit's going to get in my mouth, but I don't need excessive spit if that makes any sense. And um, I guess when I finally started liking kissing 
and the relationship I was in felt like it was going left and I felt like the kissing started to become a little fake I felt like it wasn't the passion anymore it was just like oh let me just peck you or kiss you because you know I guess this is what I'm supposed to do and when I brought it to the person's attention that I don't feel the passion like it used to be they were kind of like oh well I haven't been feeling like my myself lately or I haven't been feeling like myself and it just made me feel like well what's going on that you're not feeling like yourself you know of course it's it's natural to be like well is it me is it what we're going through because I guess we were at a shift in our relationship like the one from number 10 I was in a phase of where's this going and maybe they were in the same phase and I guess like as much as we try to keep it going it wasn't going it was going left it was like it was literally trying to detour and I was trying to put it back on the one-way street but my car was ready to turn like the flat tire sign was on it was like sis it's time to get off this road so um you know I guess we did talk about it but eventually we mutually agreed that it wasn't there no more so I guess we had to stop putting on the front stop the fake kissing and stuff like that and just let each other go our separate ways so I can truly say like when you don't feel that mm, when you're kissing your mate and you feeling like it's a little bit like grandma kiss or how you kiss your moms or something like that or auntie or whatever like it's just feeling like yeah something's wrong number 13 you've gained weight yes really shifts in weight up or down can indicate emotional dysregulation if you notice that your clothes are not fitting the way it used to it may be a good time to check in with yourself about general well-being and your overall satisfaction with your current life situation particularly in your relationship now this is a kind of number 13 is very common with weight gain or weight loss where sometimes when you're going through stuff some of us are emotional eaters so we'll eat more or some of us are like go more into being like you know let me work out more because now either this can make you or break you you know when you're emotionally disturbed you can either do something that's good for you or you could do something that's not so good for you but either way you would have to pinpoint it to what's making you either want to eat more or want to work out harder or not eat at all and I guess what this expert is saying limigo that it can be because of your relationship so definitely check yourself what i liked about this is saying check your well-being like sometimes you got to check in with yourself you know because before we go off blaming the mate or the person we're with sometimes checking ourselves is highly important because a lot of us don't want to take accountability for our actions a lot of us don't want to take accountability for what we're doing and how we're doing it we'll rather put it off on the next person as if like oh it's them it's not me I know I'm this I know I'm that but sometimes we got to check ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that like sometimes we not might we might be the ones not doing something right and since we're so consumed with our own life we'll never sit here and be like damn is I'm really the one you know messing up I'm really the one not being emotionally um available or I'm not the one really 
talking to this person how they need to be talked to so definitely checking yourself is needed number 14 you avoid spending alone time together maybe your relationship has been deteriorating for a while and you recognize that you really spend time together just the two of you this could be a sign that your relationship is not in a great place says to Shorky if the intimacy and bond you once shared is now filled with time it, with mutual um, friends or time alone your relationship might be headed in a different direction and it is just a relationship out of convenience instead of desire let me go back to that one more time you avoid spending alone time together now see that's interesting because again you know you should want to spend some alone time with your mate and i'm not just saying alone time to be intimate just alone time whether it's sitting watching tv taking a walk in a park um cooking a meal together like if you rather be preoccupied with work family friends social gatherings instead of spending alone time even if it's just sitting down quiet listening to some music grooving out you know drinking something or whatever you guys do together to share that alone time and you rather avoid that again that kind of piggyback off of some numbers that we talked about ahead of time like you rather be doing something else instead of coming home or that's that's those signs those all correlate with one another number 15 you notice their flaws are more often than their strengths like you pick up on their weaknesses more than their strengths it says when you're in love with someone you tend to see the good in them more readily than the bad if you lose sight of all the positive qualities that made you interested in your partner in the first place it could be a sign that things are headed south bergenstein says it may not always be obvious that you're always viewing your partner's flaws but a telltale sign is how you speak about your partner to your friends if you're struggling to say anything positive about your partner find yourself speaking poorly or bad-mouthing them to others it's likely time to end the relationship now see this is my thing when it comes to talking about your mate to people even if the relationship is going south even if the relationship is getting sour i truly believe you should not bad mouth your mate to anyone because as people will i notice we do we always remember the bad about people than the good like mind you for example your friend or so your sibling or whoever could come to you and tell you about their relationship right oh he getting on my nerves he's doing this he's doing that he's doing that but then tomorrow you or later on that day you'll see them on instagram posted up booed up with the boo living life living my best life hashtag love you hashtag forever hashtag bad marriage but we in this forever whatever whatever you'll be like wait then this person just told me that this person is this person that so why they even out on a date together why they even hanging together why they even doing this and you'll be sitting here judging it but at the end of the day they're still together 
And it sucks because we will always, as humans, remember the bad stuff than the good stuff. So that's why when I talk to people and they tell me about their relationships, I try to listen with an open ear because, again, there's two sides of a story. The person I'm talking to is giving me their perspective. I don't know the other person's perspective, so I never want to be a me too person. Like, yeah, you right. That's messed up. That person shouldn't do this. Like, I listen out for what they want me to listen to to i give a perspective but i never act as if like they're so innocent and they're absolutely right because again i'm not in a relationship with this person i don't know maybe some of their flaws that they might be doing that might cause this person to react because remember for every action is a reaction so it might have been something that transpired you know hypothetically speaking that i don't know about that causes this person to react and now this person doesn't like the backlash they're getting and that's just one example you know we can go so much deeper into that so again i truly feel like you should never badmouth your mate to anyone like granted you might be upset granted you might want to vent but some people take on what you say and they run with it so when they see you trying to move on from it and be all booed up and enjoy your life and now they looking at you like well damn then they just say this person did this then they just say this person hurt them da, da, da. and they don't and they're trying to understand why you're being fraudulent on social media when technically you just vented to them about what you're going through and technically that's it you were venting you never said just because you were upset today that you was ready to throw the whole relationship away you was venting so to avoid all that and i mean if you can maybe find one close person that you can vent to but also make it clear you're just venting because no relationship is perfect there's going to be good days there's going to be bad days but you don't want that person that you're telling to take it as if like i'm telling you this so now i'm gonna forever have bad days i'm gonna forever be all heartbroken and if you see me on social media i don't want you to be upset because again this is my relationship this is my choice next one number 16 you're not talking about the future no more couples um uh, where am i at where am i i'm so sorry oh by kamal jones i guess this is a sex and relationship counselor they regularly discuss what on um, what's next in their careers where they want to live whether or not they want to have kids looking towards the future in their relationship is a vital sign when the talk of future phase this is usually an indication a relationship is headed south i mean i can definitely agree with this um relationship counselor because usually when you're in a relationship you're always trying to you're looking long term right you're looking like okay we've been together so we we gonna do this in the future i want to live in this house this many kids like y'all make these future plans i want this marriage and xyz xyz so if you're no longer talking five years from here 10 years from here and everything is present or most of your talk is what you did in the past and how you hurt me in the past and back in the day this back in the day that there is a, again that red flag that goes up that shows that 
are we really meant for a future because either we keeping everything present or we definitely keep reverting back to the past on what you did what you didn't do how you did how you didn't do and we're not going nowhere we keep going backwards and any relationship that's taking you backwards definitely needs a halt to it you don't need to go back because again if you're going to forgive someone and you saying we're going to move forward then we should be talking future if we're not talking future and any little thing that triggers you that brings you back and we keep talking about back then and when you did this and when you did that you're not over it male or female you're not over it and it's so easy to say i forgive you it's so easy to say i apologize i'm sorry i won't do it again but to actually live up to those words to put actions to those words and actually not keep reverting back that takes work and let's be honest sometimes we don't want to put that work in because it's like all right i don't want to keep dwelling over this let's get over it i forgive you but then soon as somebody do something that even triggers you it's like see look so don't be easily triggered if you want that relationship to work if you forgive that person and you wholeheartedly mean it forgive that person and step forward if not be okay with hey saying what you did really hurt me i don't think i can wholeheartedly forgive you we need to take a break or we need to get some counseling um number 17 something's up with your sex life changes in the bedroom are not always a relationship death sentence but in combination with other factors they can mean something isn't right maybe you are not having sex anymore and you dread even thinking about it because sex is much more than just physical intercourse it allows the partner to be vulnerable and emotionally open with each other which is a foundation of any relationship sex let's talk about sex baby okay so when I think about sex, um, let me see. Did they quote this author who wrote this? Her name is Bleach. I don't see any credentials here, so I'm not too sure, you know, what she does. But, um, okay, so let's talk about the sex thing. So, usually when people stop having sex in their relationship, it could be a number of reasons, right? We really don't know. But the first reason that comes to people's mind is this person is cheating. This person is having sex with somebody else. This person doesn't love me because they're not giving me sex. And again, sex is a factor in a relationship. Again, sex allows you to be, like Bleach said, open vulnerable emotional but when you're not doing that it's kind of like what's wrong what happened did you just check out and what caused you to check out and the reason if you notice i keep saying what instead of why is because i never want to come off accusatory when you say why to somebody like why you don't do this why you don't do this or why this why that it comes off like you're trying to accuse me so i don't never want to be accusatory so that's why i keep trying my best to make the questions more what like what happened what's causing this um turn off of this you know attraction not to be what it used to be because again we never know but most of the time we associate a non-sexual relationship with the person is cheating who's not wanting to have sex the person found somebody else the person doesn't love me no more because again most of us equate sex with love 
and little do some people know sex doesn't mean love and unfortunately once we learn that we'll be in better places i mean it could help heighten your feelings for someone but it doesn't automatically mean you in love with them because you're having sex with them like you love what they do to your body but you're not in love with them that's a whole nother a whole nother podcast so again the lack of sex can show a sign that the relationship is over because if someone is attracted to you if someone in love with you they will want to be vulnerable and open with you in that way to share that experience if they're resistant from sharing that experience again it could be a whole um list of reasons why they're not there anymore but until you get the help needed as far as therapy or as far as having this communication it can be bothersome because it's now like we're not having sex like what's going on here like i i love you i'm with you so you definitely have to tap into what's going on but again you might not get the answer you want or you might do get the answer you want on why this person doesn't want to engage in that way and it's up to you again to make the decision whether or not you're okay with a sexless relationship or you know or trying to rekindle the flame so it can be a sex relationship but again let's just not base our whole relationship on physical intercourse um losing your hair number 18 losing your hair to be fair there could be a whole host of things but it might be a sign your relationship is over and that could be causing you more harm than good studies show that hair loss can be a leading indicator of evaluated stress levels people can lose their hair for a multitude of reasons a troubled relationship is certainly certainly be one of them if you're experiencing hair loss it can be a extremely good idea to evaluate all aspects of your lifestyle now honestly when i first read this i said wow that's interesting i never thought you can lose hair from being in a relationship but then once he breaks it down his name is um lemigel again they don't specify his title it makes sense stress when you're stressed because of your relationship you're unhappy stress causes a lot of things to fluctuate not just with your hair your body your mood is off um stress causes breakouts acne because maybe you're eat you're you start eating because you're stressed and that's how the weight gain starts so it's like it makes sense and then when i think back to it too if you see social media some comedians will say like oh ever since i left him my edges is growing bad because you're no longer stressing no more you're in a happy place you're feeling fulfilled so you'll be like hey since i'm happy since i'm doing good whatever the case may be now i feel like i'm in a better place my skin is clearing up i'm losing weight i'm minding my business i'm drinking my water so sometimes little or not it might not only cause hair loss it might not only cause weight gain or weight loss stress does a lot of things to your body like when you're not happy stress does cause a lot of um uncertainties in your body it can cause sicknesses it affects your immune system because you might not be making the healthiest choices that 
you know it affects you it can affect your mental space because now you don't want to be bothered so sometimes being in an unhealthy relationship can cause a lot of these things to occur the hair loss the the weight gain the weight loss etc so again you got to check yourself you got to check your relationship you got to check where you going and how you going to grow um number 19 we're almost done almost done number 19 you're only going on group dates though this is one of the more subtle signs your relationship is over group dates at the expense of a one-on-one date indicates a dangerous level of emotional distance and could be a sign that you and your partner want to phase out the relationship while going out with other couples can be fun and a healthy activity it lethal to a relationship if you completely replace traditional dates now let's talk about dates first before we go into the group dating dates are fun right you get to dress up you get to be with your mates you get to maybe try a new restaurant rooftop and different foods and you know being in different environments to bond with each other on a different level so usually in the beginning of most relationships that's what you do it's fun and it's exciting it's new he's coming to pick you up and you know whether it's an inexpensive date expensive date it's the whole point of it is to bond and to get to know each other and have a great time in the process right now what this person holds on what jones is saying i think she's um someone i mentioned earlier what jones is saying is that group dates aren't bad But when it starts replacing your one-on-one time and that's all you guys do is group date, group date, group date. But as soon as you you guys try to plan a one-on-one date, it's like, oh, let me check my schedule. Something came up. I'm busy. That is a sign that something's wrong. Like, why is it we always need to be around other people just to communicate with one another? Why is it always like... Because uh, let's be honest, when you're around other people, you're not truly going to generally be yourself. You're not going to be comfortable. Like, it's going to be hard for you to, like, kind of communicate the way you want to with your mate because other people around. So you're going to put on a happy face. You're going to put on a show. You're going to put on that, you know whatever you can just to make it like everything's all good and nine six out of ten if this group knows you well they'll sense when something's off they'll sense when something's fake so you would try your best to put on a happy face but you're really not in a happy place because again this your traditional dates replaced are now replaced with group dates it's always let's go out with tanya and them and you know y'all might be having a pep talk with each other like don't embarrass me because i don't got time for this let's go here let's make the best of it you know it might be little pep talks for you leave out the house because you don't want nobody to pick up that it's something going left in your relationship so y'all gonna fake it until y'all make it and again how long can you do that before that becomes unhealthy so that's something to think about last but not least you know what i just realized 
We about to almost hit an hour on a podcast. Look at us growing and flourishing with our time. But it's okay though. I truly feel like this is very informational. These are some sure signs that your relationship might be over. But not saying it's over that it can't be repaired. It might can be repaired. So maybe listen to some of this stuff. Reevaluate your stuff and figure out what can you do to keep it going. Or is it just really okay to say it's time to let it go? I mean, that's a decision you definitely would have to make for yourself. The last one, number 20, says your gut is telling you something is up. Your body can register that something is off long before your brain acknowledges it. You can sense in other person's mood body language, even though nothing has occurred, they haven't said anything yet you pick up on something and have a hunch or a gut instinct they always say you feel it in the gut that something's going on between the two of you in the long run it's probably better to listen to that voice and do something about it rather than tampering down now one thing i learned a long long time ago you should trust your instinct you ever wanted to do something but you got this weird feeling that you can't never explain and it's like nah you shouldn't do that Mm, i don't know you should rethink that or you really you want to go out tonight Mm, maybe not like sometimes your body knows something is a no-no and when you feel and you know i guess sometimes for women they call it women's intuition men's intuition whatever you might be feeling that's telling you this ain't right something's wrong i truly believe and you know not to be a conspiracy theorist because i believe your body would tell you right from wrong i truly believe that you should listen to that you should listen to it now i'm not saying go full force into it but you should listen to it and take heed to it and just gather enough information to confirm what you're feeling to confirm what you might been thinking because sometimes we don't want to jump to conclusions or we don't want to be impulsive that the first negative thought we get we like oh no i know this person cheating on me and now we checking phones i'm not saying doing that i'm not saying do that i'm just saying if you feel like something's off if you feel like it's not what it used to be when it first got together if you feel like this person is is wedging away from you and drawing back from you and becoming distance if you feel like something isn't right trust your gut look for the signs definitely communicate to figure out how can we fix if that's what you want to do the situation at hand because believe me when i tell you sometimes those instincts intuition your conscious whatever it is it all the time it don't be made up and don't be made up feelings i know sometimes people like oh people make stuff up in their head sometimes we do sometimes we will take nothing and make it into something i know i've been there before i'm raising my right hand i've been there before but in other cases it be some truth behind it and when there's some truth behind 
whatever you're going through, that's when it's time to reevaluate some things. That's when it's time to sit here and say, yo, I'm not feeling like this for nothing. Let me figure out where this feeling is coming from. But again, I ain't saying jump the gun. It's okay to get the feeling. Just evaluate. Just, you know, with a fine-tooth comb. Start combing through some things to see some things you're not seeing. Take off the rose-colored glasses. Because sometimes when we're in love and we're in relationships, we put on these glasses. We don't see anything. Everything is so cheery. Everything is so happy. Sometimes you got to lift up them glasses and look a little deeper. I would like to say I enjoyed you guys so much. I am getting the note. This is the first time I ever got a notification on my podcast that sis, you got to wrap it up. You're about to hit an hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully some of these signs will help you make some decisions in your relationship, either going forth. Again, I love you guys all. Thank you again for listening to your podcast for the Plus Size Vixen podcast. Enjoy your day.